the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. The Bible beautifully describes the creation of the first man, woman, and marriage. God made the heavens and the earth with us in mind. Then he made man in his image and breathed into him the breath of life to care for the universe he created. If that wasn't enough, he made woman from the rib of man to compliment him. And with God's blessings, they became husband and wife. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander articulates this beautiful truth from the Holy Scriptures. Be mutual respect and love and submission to the glory of Almighty God. We are to operate in the unity of the Spirit. And just be, so headship does not mean uh, dictatorship, and it does not mean mistreatment nor abuse. Apart from submission, there will be confusion in the home. When there's no submission, there will be tension. There'll be strife in the home. Submission is God's order in the family. Say submission. Submission. Folks don't even say that word. Uh, Say it again. Submission Submission is God's order for the family. Satan loves to use selfishness, manipulation, and control to destroy the family. Now look at verse 23. Let's go back to Genesis now. Back to Genesis, verse 23, where we were. It says, and Adam said, this is now bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She, Eve, shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Because Eve was taken out of man, she was made bones from his bones and flesh from his flesh. God could have made Eve from the ground just as he did Adam. But he chose, however, to make her from man's flesh and bones, which is to be a picture of one flesh in holy matrimony. Verse 24, it says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. After God created woman, he gave her away to her husband in marriage, which is a sacred marriage, is a sacred covenant relationship between a husband and wife. Marriage was the first institution established by God on earth for society. Before there were businesses, before there was fraternities, before there was uh, schools, before there was government, God established, instituted marriage. That was the first institution created. That means he put high value on marriage when the world is devaluating marriage and making light of it. The union of a husband and wife transcends a parent-child relationship. Parents, you're to never put your children over your spouse. That's right. You got some parents have more of a relationship with their children than with their spouse. No, 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 no. You're supposed to have, matter of fact, they play one against the other. Your children got good sense. They know how to manipulate. They know how to play games. Y'all need to stand in the unit of the spirit, be on one accord. And if y'all have a disagreement, your children ought not see you disagreeing before them. Go in the back room, wait till they go off to school, say what you got to say, but don't be hollering and screaming at your husband and fighting and all that kind of stuff. And even if you're behind the scenes, you still ought not be hollering and screaming. 
That doesn't help anything. Be quiet and settle yourself down and speak gently and lovingly and under the control of the Holy Ghost. Huh? So the husband-wife relationship transcends parent-child relationship, and therefore all apron strings must be cut, which means the wife must put the interest and welfare of her husband above her parents, and the husband must put his wife's interest and welfare above his parents. And when a man and woman get married, they become one flesh in marriage. The priorities of the husband and wife, it changes The marriage relationship takes precedence over parental relationships. The King James Version of the Bible really makes the point. In the King James Version, it says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave, C-L-E-A-V-E, cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. In other words, it's not my checking account and your checking account, my car and your car and my closet and your closet. You get that my stuff out of the way, it's ours. It's ours. And if you can't operate in the ours mode and you got to have all these prenuptial agreements and all that, I wouldn't marry anybody that I couldn't trust my resources to. Won't y'all say amen? Because you're merging families. You're merging material possessions. You're merging a whole lot of stuff. That's why you need to have premarital counseling so you won't just be so lovesick. And when reality set in, love caused you to lose your intellectualism. Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, there are husbands and wives that, that have this thing all out of shape. Uh, other, others give priorities to relationship outside of the marriage by confining more in their girlfriends and their homeboys than in their spouse. God's divine order is God first. Say God first. God first. Then, your, then my spouse. Then my children. Then my parents. And other extended family members. The word of God is clear. God here emphasizes the permanence of marriage. Cleave, say cleave. Cleave Cleave means that a man, it means to stick like glue. Stick like glue. That's what that word means. It means that the man must glue himself to his wife. And the wife must glue herself to her husband. All hell can break out. Challenges can come. Sickness can come. Unexpected things can come. But none of these things will break your marriage because you are sticking together like glue and none of the calamities of life can unglue you. Huh? Can unglue you. The word of God is so clear. God here emphasizes the permanence of marriage. Cleave means that the man must glue himself to his wife and the wife must glue herself to her husband and let nothing or no one come between the two of them. God designed this union to be intimate and permanent till death do you part. You know, it's, it's, it's frightening to see that the divorce rate in the church is rivaling that of the world. And we say we got God, but we are out divorcing the world. The union between a husband and wife is to be the strongest relationship between two people. 
And from my personal pastoral experience, these are the top seven reasons for divorce. Now, I elaborated extensively last time, but I'll not do it this time. I wanted to review this because I want you to get it down in your heart, your soul, so that you, so that you can have a marriage that will glorify God. Here are the reasons, from my perspective and, his, and, and pastoral experience, that people, couples divorce. Number one, selfish manipulation and control, you know. Well, that, that destroys a marriage. You've got to have it your way. It's hell in a house until you get it your way. And number two, conflict over money. You better work that out before you get married. Matter of fact, you better know what's in both accounts. You better hope that he's not running from the law and you marrying some fugitive. That's right. You better, hey, show it. Let's talk up front. I don't want no hidden agenda. I don't want no hidden babies coming up here. After I get married, oh, honey, I forgot. to t- No, no, don't tell me that. You know where your seeds are. Let's talk before. Don't be so in love that you can't talk. It's time to have a little talk. I want to know what I'm getting into because I don't like divorce. I want to stay married and I want to know who I'm marrying. It's not being about being cute and handsome and having biceps. <laughs> Number three, different opinions. Different opinions regarding child rearing especially in the area of discipline in blended families. You know, you blended family come together and all of a sudden uh, the, the, the incoming new spouse uh, decide to spank or do something and then the, 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 the child of the, of the biological parents say, you can't spank me, you're not my daddy, you're not my mama and all that kind of stuff. Y'all have to have an understanding. And I believe that in, in those first few months, the biological parent ought to be the disciplinarian until they, the bonding happens, and then that needs to be transferred gradually. But, but you can't just come in there beating a the child the, just the first day you enter that home. <laughs> come here, boy. Wait a minute. That boy better know your name. <laughs> okay? Let the biological parent handle that up front, and then gradually there will be a shifting to equality in the discipline aspect because it takes time for those children to know you, and besides, you know, they're still young, and they're trying to figure this thing out. Y'all hanging with me? Another reason for the divorce is the interference of in-laws. In-laws become outlaws, and nobody's speaking, and, and I mean, it's just messy. Y'all came cut turkey at Christmas time. <laughs> Number five, religious disagreements. You know, somebody been Methodist, other been Baptist, and you don't want to leave your church, he don't want to leave his church, and y'all fighting over that instead of talking that through. Like, where are we going to worship? Or, well, are we going to leave both churches and have a neutral church? Or, or is your church biblical enough, baby? You know, talk, the wife talking to the husband, I want to join you. I'm, I'm to leave and forsake, and I want to join you, but I want to make sure the truth is going out from your church. I'm not joining no cult. And I don't want a weak gospel. Now, if my, now, whoever has the strongest church, that's where you need to be. That's right. That's right. Because your family will have implications if you settle in for a weak church where the word is little to none. Uh, the religious disagreement. Then you have communication difficulties. Not talking, stop talking, yelling, screaming, shutting doors, slamming doors, rolling eyes, and all that stuff. Bad communication. You know, communication is not verbal. It's also body language. And some of y'all can put on some hellish body language. <laughs> Breathing hard, you know, jacking, you know, pushing the water to you. Hit a coffee. <laughs> Wait a minute. Come on. Come on now. That's all communication. 
disrespected each other in speech and language and all these things. And then number seven, confusion regarding intimacy. We'll be dealing more with that next week, believe me. Okay. Now, with that being said, why do some parents have a hard time? This is new. Oh, that was review. Okay. Now, let's go to new insights. Uh, why do some parents have a hard time releasing their sons and daughters uh, to their spouse? Why do some parents struggle with this? Well, number one, because they allow their emotional ties to transcend the authority of God's word. You're so, you're so emotionally wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in your relationship with that child that, that your relationship emotionally transcend the authoritative word of God. Instead of letting the word reign supreme, your emotions reign supreme over the word and, and disregard the word, and you keep a tie to the detriment of that marriage. Number two, because of selfishness, parents can't let go of their children because they're selfishness, because they're, they're selfish. Uh, they do not want to share their child with anyone else. In other words, when, they, when the child goes off and gets married, they feel like they are losing the child. Don't look at it as a loss. Think about you gaining a daughter-in-law. You're gaining a son-in-law. Look at it as a gain and not a loss. Number three, because they do not have a healthy relationship with their own spouse. Now, if you, have, you, know, so you wrap all, that's why I said, listen, don't wrap your whole life so tightly around your children. Those children, when they get 18, 19, hopefully, they're going to leave that house. And when all five children leave, all of a sudden, y'all looking at each other, and y'all saying, now, who are you? <laughs> and you start having all kinds of problems because you are all cheerleading practice, football, ballet, this, that, 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 all around your child, this, 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 this. And all of a sudden, boom, they all gone, and here we are again, just like we started 20 years ago. You see? So, so because, because they have become best friends with their children instead of being best friends with their spouse. Number five, why do some parents have a hard time releasing their sons and daughters? Because they are addicted to control and manipulation. They're addicted, you know. Uh, they, they, they like being in control, and that wreaks havoc in a home. Number six, because of insecurity and dependency upon their child's availability to do things for them, especially after the loss of a spouse through death or divorce. Your child is leaving the home and perhaps you are a divorcee and your child was a great help to you. And perhaps you got a couple of children, they were great babysitters or whatever they were, and now they are not there. Um, or perhaps your spouse has died and your children want to leave and marry. And you say, wow, my child is leaving me and my husband's gone or my wife is gone. Now my child is gone and they can't let go. They're holding on. They sink their claws in that child because they sense uh, the fear of being alone. And they ask themselves questions when they sense themselves losing their child, when they are uh, dependent upon them. Who will cut the grass? Who will take me to the store? Who will take me to the doctor's appointment. Who will help me pay the bills? They start asking all themselves questions. All of a sudden, oh, I, oh, you know, did you hear how he talked the other day? I don't know. You're trying to talk your child out of marriage because you are selfish. Okay. Y'all, oh, amen? Okay, leave and cleave. Number seven, many parents 
can't let go because many parents uh, hold on to their children because they do not want to lose certain government benefits. Ooh, look how y'all, <laughs> they are receiving <laughs> by the child being in the home such as social security disability, military retirement, or VA disability checks. In other words, when a child leaves, so does a portion of their health and income. And so money is what's keeping the parents, causing the parents to keep that child glued to the house because they're having a sense of loss financially. Okay? Here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, I, I want to stay in this section a while because we need to take the scriptures, say what the scriptures say, and then make it applicable to today so we can really flush it out to the glory of God. Another one is be- because the husband or wife has left their parents' home physically. In other words, the husband and wife have left their mothers and fathers physically, but mentally and emotionally, the husband and wife are still back at home. Their bodies in the marriage. But their relationship is back at the house that they left. They have double knotted the apron string to the detriment of their marriage. In other words, like the OJ's old school hit of the 70s. Your body is here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. Your body is on the other side of town. Other side of town. You can't have a marriage. Mama, 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 mama. Daddy, 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 daddy. Go here, mama. Go here, mama. Daddy, daddy. Husband going here. Husband going here. Listen, and then you play the daddy mama card in the marriage because your body is in the marriage, but your mind is on the other side of town at your mama's house or at your daddy's house. Can you give me some illustration? I sure can. I wish you made pancakes like my mama. Excuse me, but your wife ain't your mama and your husband ain't your daddy. Let me learn pancakes and you pray (laughs) until they get fluffy. Matter of fact, get in here and put some butter in the skillet. Let's work together. wish I had this long time ago. How many of y'all needed this a long time ago? You saved yourself a whole lot of trouble. Here come that wife. You so slow. The wife talking to the husband. Daddy used to watch my car every evening. Why don't you? And you putting a criteria of your father on your husband. Uh, your mama on the husband or the wife and so forth and so on. That's a new adventure. It's a new beginning. It's not going to all click. You got to grow together. You got to learn together. You got to be patient with one another. You know, you don't really know who you're marrying until you get what you got. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You don't know what you get until you get what you got. And once you got it, you got it. Lord, help me preach this. (laughs) Let's shift this thing just for a moment. We've been talking about in-laws. Let's talk about the husband and wife. 
How can husbands and wives continue to honor their parents in their marriage? I'm going to flip it now. How can husbands and wives continue to honor their parents in their marriage? Okay, here's, I'm going to give you four and then we'll stop because I don't want to wear you out. All right. Number one, to leave and cleave to your spouse doesn't mean total isolation and separation from your parents with little to no contact at all. You know, leave and cleave means, hey, I ain't going to your mama's house. Uh, I'm not going to your daddy's house. I'm not going there. I don't feel comfortable. I don't like the way your brother look. I don't like the way you, you know, they're too proper. Uh, they, I don't know, something going on. You know, you, uh, 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 don't bring that hell in that house like that. Little to no contact at all. In other words, you took leave and cleave, and you just totally isolate the mother and father from that relationship. That is wrong, and that is selfish. You're not to isolate. Cleave and cleave does not mean isolate the parents that bore you into this world. You should seek to cultivate a healthy, well-balanced relationship with both sides of the family. Should be both sides. You eating over there, one side, you ought to go eat on the other side. You, you relax on one side, go over there, stay on that other side till you get relaxed. You, I'm not relaxed. I don't, I'm not at ease. Stay there till you get at ease. Learn to play. Learn to talk. Learn to communicate. Have fun. Do something. You know? Uh, number two, never disrespect the parents of your spouse. Never. Don't do that. You know, my wife, mother and father are going to be with the Lord but her sister's the surrogate mother there. And, and I don't disrespect her. I love her. I honor her. We have fun together. We'll talk to each other. We have a great relation, all, relationship. Always have. And, and my wife with my parents. My mama called her and talked to my wife longer than me. I'd be wondering what's going on. <laughs> but that's the kind of relationship you ought to have. Don't be talking to one and not talking to the other or talking just enough. Just, you know, one sentence. And you won't even fraternize. Huh? Never disrespect the parents of your spouse. That hurts. That hurts the child. This brings unnecessary tension and strife in the marriage that it does not need. How can husbands and wives continue to honor their parents in their marriage? Number three, when the parents of the husband or wife have a need. There will will be those times. The, the two, the husband and wife must agree on how to best meet the need without a strain on your own marriage. You have to discuss it out, talk it out, flush it out, pray it out. Then make a decision in the unity of the spirit as to how you can minister to your, your, your parents in light of the need that they have. Uh, the, the husband or the wife uh, shouldn't slide over there a thousand dollars to your mom and daddy, and the wife don't know nothing about it. You, you understand what I'm saying? No, that shouldn't be that way. They, you, you used to talk about what you're going to do before you do it. You need to talk, you need to pray with that, whether it's financial assistance or whether it's parents having to move into your home. And that's very common nowadays when we have aging parents. Those things happen. You have to talk it to, through, flush it out, and, and uh, see 
how it can fit in your family to the glory of God. My friends, this is real. And I'm trying to help you and myself at the same time. Now, here's one that's kind of sticky, and we'll stop here. How can husbands and wives continue to honor their parents in their marriage? Uh, Fourthly, occasionally release your husband or your wife to go spend quality time with his or her parents without making it an issue or making them feel guilty. I, I want to go have lunch with my mother. Or I want to go have lunch with my daddy. Uh, I want to I, I take my daddy to a Spurs game. Uh, I'm just something I want uh, They ought to be able to do that without there being an issue. Release your spouse to go have some quality time with his mama or daddy or with her mama or her father without you getting bent all out of shape. And they ought to not, once they're with their mom or their dad, they ought not be there feeling guilty that they're there because of how they think that, because of what they're going to experience once they get back to the house. They can't enjoy it because they're guilty that they're with their parents. Are y'all hanging with me? However, the flip side is that one spouse can spend so much time with their parents seemingly at the parents' beck and call to the detriment of your marriage. You're all at your mama's house, always at your daddy's house. Your kids are undressed, unkempt, nothing's on the stove. I'm at mama's house. The man's working, but you at mama's house. Four days a week, you at mama's house, 12 hours a day. Mama, 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 daddy, 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 daddy. You married. Now, you should give quality time. But over excessive time can be to the detriment of that relationship as well. Now, I'm going to stop there because I've given you enough to hang your hats on. Because next week, I'm going to be talking about verse 25, and they were both naked. The man and his wife and we're not ashamed. Now, I got a whole lot to say about this nakedness and not ashamed business. But, but I'm not going there today. We got three services. I got to keep moving. But I'm preparing you, so stay tuned in. That's a preview if it's the Lord's will. And all God's children said, amen, God. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. 
Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.